Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Toy Photographers Podcast. We've got a really, really exciting show for you this week because not only do you have to listen to me for an hour, but I've got three special guests, uh, Brett Wilson, Shelley Corbett, and for the first time on the podcast, Sonny. Sonny, how's it going? Great, great. I'm all excited, so I think I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. We're excited to have you here. We're meeting today to talk about, uh, to continue our coverage, I guess you could say, of Bloom Cube and the Loom Cube contest that's been happening Uh, If you've been following the podcast for the last week and the blog for the last week, you've obviously uh, seen that we've been talking about LoomCube a lot, and we're really excited about it, and we decided it'd be fun to do a roundtable podcast episode to kind of give our thoughts on the LoomCube, lighting for toy photography in general, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm really excited to talk to the three of you, and um, I guess we can... Shelly, I want to start with you just to see how did this opportunity come about? Can you talk a little bit about us teaming up with LoomCube for this? Well, James, we have you to thank for this, really. <laughs> cool. It all came from you, man. Um, you're hooking up with the Spider Holster folks uh, for the giveaway and doing the review of the Spider Holster. So they send out an email to their marketing list. The people at LoomCube were on that. They saw that you were doing the that review, so they knew we were on the map. And so, uh, I guess after they talked to or connected with Sergeant Bananas at Comic Con, they decided to do this this contest, and they just hooked. They decided, oh, well, let's 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 see who else we can get in on this. And then they reached out via the contact form on the blog. So I guess, hey, cool, that actually works. Yes, <laughs> right. It, it works for its intended purpose too, which is yeah. Which is I, I finally got an email that wasn't spam. I was so excited. Right, one of those like, hey. I see that you could improve your SEO. <laughs> I, I get those emails all the time for the podcast too. <laughs> I, I guess I, I want to go around the, the table first and just ask everybody kind of what your lighting solution was before getting the Loom Cube. Uh, and then we can talk about our experience with the Loom Cube reviews, all that kind of stuff. But uh, starting with Sunny, what have you used so far for your toy photography lighting? Oh, when I first started, uh, I would just use anything that's lying around. Uh, with my handphone, uh, <laughs> my iPad and uh, iPad one that I no longer use, or some simple uh, LED torchlight. Uh, but actually, I bought a similar cute light from a competitor company before, and I actually had some experience. So when you guys mentioned that uh, you you found out that it's rather small, uh, actually I already had been playing with uh, the competitors. Uh, Cube before, hmm. but uh, going to some of the plus point about the Loom Cube over the competitor that I totally enjoy from the Loom Cubes themselves. Uh, also, uh, I had some studio lights, but those are pretty bulky and uh, pretty troublesome to set up. And also, if maybe if I have a bigger man cave, then uh, you'll be permanently up, and I don't have to take it down. But uh, that's not the case at the moment. So most of the time, I do shoot with constant light. Uh, so maybe next time, uh, pretty soon, I might be looking to getting a flash, then uh, play around with flash too. Actually, my favorite light source is actually the sun, because I actually enjoy going outdoors. And then, but chasing the light is always such a stressful situation. Right. So uh, yeah, in fact, tomorrow I'm going out with a bunch of my friends uh, just to catch the rising sun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I don't think I've ever photographed a sunrise before. I photographed my first sunset at the Oregon Toy Photo Safari, and that was like, what, two months ago or something like that now? Um, so yeah, I've never actually done a sunrise before, so I've, I've got to do that myself, go chase the sun. I enjoy it quite a lot. In fact, I ever gone on a shoot where it's like the whole day, you know, like catching the morning sun and the setting sun and the time <laughs> passes fast. When you're enjoying yourself, yeah. Nice. Uh, Brett, how about you next? What lighting solutions have you uh, utilized so far? Uh, honestly, James, the sun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, only, I, don't, I don't really use lighting. I mean, early, early, early on when I was shooting just with my phone and shooting silly little Lego shots with, with white piece of paper, I used a dinky homemade setup just with a lamp and tracing paper to diffuse the light and played around with that sort of stuff very early on. I've played around a little bit with uh, using my camera flash just to sort of spot light in certain um, shots, but very rarely have I played around with lighting for, for toy photography. Generally, I rely on the sun, which, you know, that adds another 
level of complexity in terms of restrictions on when I can shoot because mm-hmm. you know that that means I'm shooting first thing in the morning when the sun's when the, when the light's good or last thing in the evening and you know the middle sort of four or five hours of the day are a complete blowout because I don't like shooting in the in the midday sun so right. so yeah that's that's you know in terms of artificial or introduced light very rarely do I shoot hmm. or have I shot before this little cube landed in my hand that's kind of what i guessed shelly you're kind of the same way too right mostly because mostly you do outdoor stuff but i know you carry a little compact led light with you too in your in your bag can you talk about that i have to say that the lighting question is probably the number one question on the blog we haven't really addressed i don't know if anyone's noticed but no one's done a how to or recommended lighting and it's been requested more than once but every time i go to look at it i just literally freeze because the options out there are endless so i i do outdoors because it's easier there's nothing brighter than the sun it's like the best candle wattage there is so (laughs) yes the sun i'm with you guys totally about the sun but i like to shoot in the woods and there's always shade so yeah i did finally settle on i have two different kinds of led small video panels about four by six inches maybe four by eight one's uh, one's more like more like 12 four by 12 but there one is rechargeable and the other one is a rechargeable battery so they're both very different in the light they're both adjustable though the smaller one that I use the most has a just one filter that goes on the front to give it sort of a warm feel. The other one is really bright. But both of them, you have to have a filter on the front. Otherwise, especially with the Lego plastic, if you don't, if you don't have some sort of diffuser on the front, you're going to see the individual LED lights reflected in the plastic, which are, which is a really a nasty edit job to get yeah. rid of. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, so there you go. I, and I have looked. I've looked at ring lights, and I don't like how flat in the front they are. I've had friends come over who are really excellent at lighting and teaching me how lighting, and I just my head spins. But I have gone to uh, s- several different sizes of bounce cards to help move the light around if it's either the LED or the sunlight, so that helps. Um, I've never been really good at flashlights. I've started playing around with making my own snoots and things for the lights and that's kind of fun so it's been a it's been a chore (laughs) that's a good uh, way to describe lighting actually it's just a chore because i found that for myself too and i used to do video stuff a lot more than photography so the lights i use are these big umbrella lights um which like sunny was saying they're you know they're big and cumbersome and i find that i'm always like tripping over the cords or getting my camera tripod wrapped up in the tripod for the lights and they've just been a big mess and i found uh, flash lighting to be really intimidating for some reason like just the idea of trying to sync up the flash and the camera and do all i'm just like no no thanks continuous lighting for me um and Whenever I've done outdoors, I've never brought like a portable light with me. I've always just used the sunlight. And like you said, Shelly, shooting in the woods or something, it can be really frustrating just like finding the perfect space if you don't have a bounce card or or a little external light or something. I I have those big lights uh, left over from past photo projects. and, and And I see other toy photographers use them and they just seem like such overkill. I mean, our toys, even if you're doing one sixth, or whatever, whatever your guys' scale of the larger toys, action figure toys, even it's even overkill for those. But when you're talking about four inches tall, it's like... <laughs> yeah, I always feel a little ridiculous <laughs> setting up my setup and then shooting a little Lego minifigure against like a w- paper background. You know, It's like, why am I doing this big? Maybe it's because it looks really professional and, and official. You know, I feel really cool doing it. I don't know. But uh, I have found the Loom Cube, just the small size of it, to be really refreshing and exciting uh, for that reason. No more tripping over my lights or, or dealing with the, the big cumbersome things anymore. Yeah, they're they're like, they're sweetly scaled. They're just feel well scaled to toy photography. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Adding on to the shoot in the forest, uh, I'd just like to add that uh, there will come up, there were a couple of occasions where, you know, where you after you set up a very elaborate setup and then the sun moves away. Yep. <laughs> I think that happens more than once. 
That's so true because you're always chasing the sun when you're outdoors. And if you're not super fast, you lose the light. So having a little portable light with you gives you at least a little bit more time. Right. Yeah, it's almost like you have to time it where you get to your spot 20 minutes before you want to do your photo so that you can set up. And then by the time you're done setting up, the sun is where you need it to be or the shadows, whatever that the case may be. So just back to sunrise and sunset, that's why sunset's so much better than sunrise, because at sunset, you can get there early, you get all set up, and you're moving into the sun changing, versus at sunrise, you have to get there in the dark and get set up and be ready for the sun to come up. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but hang on. If, 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 if you're sunrise, I'm, I'm the complete opposite. Because if, if your shot doesn't work for sunset, that's it. The day's done. Whereas if your sunrise photo doesn't work, at least you've got the rest of the day ahead of you as to lament moving... it and to plan and to plan for your sunset shot as, yeah, but as compensation. But at least with sunset, the light just keeps getting better and better versus sunrise, the light just keeps getting worse and worse. That's true. And like Shelley said, set like having to get there in the dark and waking up early enough to, to like be ready and motivated to go shoot toys, you know, and maybe <laughs> have to drive to a location somewhere you know i'm I'm not a morning person so sunset is the way to go for me too <laughs> but brett you uh you have the the opposite sunrise and sunset over the ocean than we do at least on our coast so, oh yeah uh, well that that first, that first i mean i know we're kind of getting off topic here but it's still about light but that first night in oregon when we were down shooting on the beach and shooting sunset over the water did my head in because we don't get sunsets over the water. That's why I have to get up at 5 a.m. and drive down in the dark to get any sunrise over the water, because that's that's what we get down here. I don't know, James. I think we should have an entire podcast just on golden hour. Yeah, yeah, we should. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's, okay. it's interesting to hear that lighting is the most requested thing on the blog or the most requested behind-the-scenes thing, and we've never really talked about it before. I find that interesting. I- I start to research it and then and, and then it's like what do you recommend? Do you recommend a full scale studio setup? Do you recommend portable video lights? Do you recommend something like these micro lights? Do you just say, "Oh, just use a flashlight?" I don't know what people's budgets are. Some people have a lot of money, other people would rather spend their money on toys. It I, Yeah. Yeah. You like you said, it, options, it can be intimidating. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's kind of crazy. Uh, speaking of things that we would recommend, based on our review, I think we would all recommend the Loom Cube. Am I right on that? Yeah, yeah definitely. I, I would, yeah. Uh, not because it's pot, uh, portable, but uh, I, I really enjoy using the the Lumax, the, the yes. software that came with it. Yeah, but more about that later, I think, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the, the I, app was awesome. I thought the that it with the mobile photography with the I mean phone camera photos can be so hit and miss that it made all my photos that I took um, in San Francisco pop really really well. I was super happy with it on the road, and it's just so tiny. And I and I put it up with a little small Joby Gorillapod, and it just went into my tiny little backpack that I had, and it was sweet. Yes, for travel, it's a uh, I, I don't know anything that would be better, but there you go. Yeah, I haven't taken mine outside yet. It's just been on my desk this whole time. And it's it's so little that I keep like placing it some places and forgetting where I put it. And I'll find it like behind paper or something you know, in a little pile of toys or whatever. So I actually haven't taken it outside yet. That's my project for this weekend, I guess. My, the only downside to me is the sheer number of filters that come with it and they actually do take up a lot of space so i think i would recommend get getting the filter pack but choosing just limiting your choices so you don't have to carry an entire box of just filters yeah filters that are all magnetic and sticking together and sticking to other like i have wire and stuff like that on my desk that the the things (laughs) are just gravitated to you know so i could see that being a little cumbersome in your camera bag you open up and they're just stuck to everything uh, yeah, actually, the, the the magnets, did you guys notice that when you snip, snap them on together, you, you got to do it in a certain way, otherwise it's like kind of slip off. Yeah, it's like then a puzzle. <laughs> yeah, but uh, <laughs> I figured it out. I noticed that if you were to line up the, uh, there's, a, there's a word loom cube on the filter itself, right? So you got to yep. line it up like the top together, the, the text, 
so that you snap. Well, otherwise, you you kind of like slip off kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I found myself just rotating it again and again and again, it, just to try. And correct. I would never. It's like I rotated it 360 degrees and it never snapped. What am I doing wrong? So. <laughs> oh my god, I'm rolling my eyes, children. Seriously. Okay, did you not notice that the four magnets, two of them are off center? They're not completely on the corners. That's your clue. Uh, as to how to do it and then the and then and you they have match to, up on the cage and they match up on the cage and then the <laughs> loom cube is your backup if you don't can't realize that the four are not in the actual corners oh my word yeah you just blew my mind a little bit i'm gonna have to take a closer <laughs> yeah. look I, I guess i was paying too much attention to my toys and not enough attention to the little details <laughs> or maybe it's because i shine the yeah. loom cube light into my eyes and then I blinded myself. <laughs> uh, but as you were saying, Shelley, with with all the filters, I think maybe that's because this is all new to us. And so you don't want to, you know, it's a bit like when you go out and you take everything with you because you don't want to mm. forget something. I think once we've played around with all the different filters and what they do and what they, you know, what, they, what they're good for, what they're not, you know, what they're best for, et cetera, that'll probably mean when we venture out or if James ever ventures out with his loom cube, um, <laughs> we'll only be taking what we need rather than every single thing. Right. Yeah. It's going to take some playing around, but it basically yeah, yeah. it around house play or your studio, whatever play and then, and limit your choices down. And they give you so many options. I love the little domes better than the flat diffusers though. Those are just so cute. Yeah. They're really cool. <laughs> I loved Sonny's shot with stitch looking at the, the orb. With the, I thought that was such a cool use of the loom cube and, and a fun way to, to show that off. So brilliant. Just so brilliant. As always, Sonny, you're just really... <laughs> that was the first thing that actually popped my mind when I saw the item. So you, you get to kill two birds with one stone, you know? You advertise your stuff and you get to do some toy photography. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually like Sonny's, uh, I think you posted this morning, Sonny, or last night, your time maybe, um, with your do-it-yourself barn doors. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen that adapted. yet. I'm going to go to your Instagram um, right now. And, which is really, really interesting, <laughs> the fact that your interview with um, Trevor, is it? I know we just mm -hmm. mentioned him, I'm terrible with names, um, how he mentioned that that's part of the next uh, release stuff that they're doing is looking at super cute little barn doors for the loom cube because you know i work at a university in a media production space and we have video production in there and i took the cube in and showed some of the guys there and they were blown away and they've written into budget for next year to buy four complete sets oh, wow. of loom cubes to use for video production work because they're like well you know, rather than us lugging around, as you say, like massive lighting rigs to do any filming, we can just take two of these and we're done. And they said one thing would be really cool for them was little barn doors. And it's already in production or it's already, you know, they're already working on it. So Oh, yeah. The, the barn doors and the snoots, I'm going to be all over those when they come out just yeah, to be able to control yeah. the lighting. But I have to say when after listening to the podcast, thank you, James, for that. Oh, yeah, uh, no and, he, and he started telling talking about the underwater and I knew that they were waterproof, which is super handy for me. Cause you know how I love shooting around water, but I'm like underwater. Ooh, underwater. <laughs> and I went out and I filled up our pond in the front yard and I went underwater and I'm like, I need two of these. One is not enough. Cause you need a lot more light underwater than you do above water, which is, you probably don't know that years of photographing underwater <laughs> and man, it was so much fun. I'm like, okay. Cause when I go out and I shoot on a stream, a lot of times the streams are very gray. They can be very flat. And I'm thinking, yes, now I can like light underneath and bring some reflections and more detail in the water by, sh by illuminating it. So I'm like super excited. Oh, I'm just impressed that you actually had the guts to die. I mean, I know they say <laughs> it's, you know, waterproof to a hundred feet and that, and I'm tempted to, I can't wait to get down to the beach and get into rock pools and, and start shooting, but just have the guts to that first time you drop this little thing <laughs> into the water. I, I'm impressed that you, took, that you took that plunge. 
Yeah, and it's got that sealed screw on the back that seals the little USB charger, you know? And the second I took that off, I was like, I don't know if I'm ever going to screw this on as tightly as it just was. I don't know if I ever trust myself (laughs) to screw that back on. Well, and when you read, I mean, I'm one of the the people who reads the manual, and I read the manual about the, because they've got a section about waterproofing, and I was like, okay, what do I got to do before I can, and it said, just make sure you've screwed that in. (laughs) I was like, is that it? You know you're going to have just charged it, and then you're going to just throw it in your bag and forget the little screw at home, and right. then you're going to throw it in at we're on location underwater, and you're going to blow it. Also notice that on the website they have a kit of just six of the little screws that you could buy separately, which means I'm not going to be the only one who's lost them. I thought that was pretty uh-huh. funny. You can get uh-huh. spares of those. I'm like, hmm, Okay. That's very smart. James was mentioning about putting it down and losing it. I'm a, I'm renowned for putting things down and losing them. It needs some function with the app that if you can turn the app on, it finds it and it right. beeps or flashes or just flashes. Oh, I suppose you could just turn it on via the app and set the <laughs> strobe off and then you know where it is. I didn't think of that. Oh, that's brilliant. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Sonny, I think you've been trying to, to cut in here. What, what were you going to say? Yeah, no, I, I just wanted to share that I had the same problem with James in that uh, I, I took out the, the, the rear screw, right? I tightened it till I think there were scratch marks on the because <laughs> I was so afraid that I didn't secure it as tight as it should be. And also, uh, yeah, the, the, the fact that you might forget and just throw the cube into the water because... I tried to do an underwater shot for this project, but uh, I also didn't have the guts to throw it inside the water too. <laughs> yeah, maybe once we've had it for a little while, you know, these are still like brand new. I don't want to ruin it just yet. Um, had you guys ever yeah. heard of LoomCube before this contest? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I wrote in the in like a, on the blog review that I'd been on their website so many times and had filled up my shopping cart and hovered my finger over that buy button so many times. And then I think the only reason that stopped me doing it was because I just hadn't played around with, with one or seen one in real life and, and didn't know what they could or couldn't do and whether they'd work for me. And honestly, now that I've got one, I regret not doing that the first time I went on their website. So yeah, I definitely heard of them, and I'd and I definitely through through online seeing people's shots and knowing that they were using it, I, I had an idea of what it could do. So yeah, I I definitely heard of them. I first came across the such a lighting system through their competitors' uh, Kickstarter campaign. So a friend recommended that uh, I look into it, and uh, right away I could see the usage for it in toy photography, it being so handy and all. But I did see uh, other toy photographers use it before, yeah. So, but not as often as I, I, I it's not as often, but uh, hopefully with this uh, review and upcoming contest, uh, more people are aware of it and uh, they will start using it. Yeah, it was, it like I checked Instagram just like right after they announced the contest and there were so many entries already, so many people. <laughs> It was, it was crazy. Yeah, but remember, the entry is not an entry unless you actually go to the contest page and upload the photo. Right. Mm. Yeah, so, and some of those photos that people were posting are before the 12th, and I don't think anything that was posted before the 12th is eligible. Am right. I right? Well, I think, I think, because I actually went onto the website, I, I submitted a photo just out of curiosity because I wanted to make sure if anyone asked us any questions about doing it, what the process was. And from my experience, when you, so you basically go onto the website, you log into your social media account of choice and it only brings up like your past say for example if you log in via instagram it only brings up like your past 15 posts that you can select from so if people have got you know wonderful photos with light from a year ago they won't be able to upload those ones that was my take on it yeah, and I saw um, they because a bunch of people have been commenting on their posts and asking the question like, "Can I use old shots?" And what I saw that they said today was that like it can be an old photo, like you could have taken it years ago, 
but it needs to have been, you need to post it on social media between the 12th and the 26th, which is the deadline. So yeah, it can be an old shot, but you just have to re-upload it and use their hashtags and tag them. And then, like Shelly said, you have to go to their website, loomcube.com giveaways. There's a really cool widget there. I tried it out too. And uh, I was I was shocked like how easy it was. Just it brings up your feed. You select the photos you want, and then you submit, and then they send you an email. It's like, hey, confirmed you submitted this many entries. Uh, it was really cool. But but yeah, it does need to be shots that are at least posted from the time that the contest is running. So James, which social media platforms are they pulling from? Because I know G Plus is not included. So is it just Facebook and Instagram or? Uh, Twitter is... is on there too. So it's, just, okay. it's the big three. Yeah. Twitter, yeah. Yeah. I was, I was uh, bummed to yeah. see that G Plus wasn't on there. I guess that. Uh... I asked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did they say? If, if you don't mind. <laughs> uh, I think I got to them too late. They said we'd like to, but uh, we can't. So mm. I think, and I think by the time I got to them with that request, they they were way f- too far along the lines of de- designing their widget to incorporate it. So maybe, hopefully, next time they'll remember that there is the poor stepchild over there. Poor stepchild with a really really cool toy photo community. So absolutely, and actually a really excellent photography community just in general. So I guess we can go through just kind of like what was our experience using the LoomCube. We've talked about how cool it was when we got it and, and how fun it was, but actually using it and, and testing it out for the first time. How was, I guess, Shelly, let's start with you. How was that? Incredibly intuitive. There's, there's, for me, there was, there was a very short learning curve. Uh, thank you, Sunny, for telling me there was an app. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> and so I downloaded the app. It totally connected on its own. And I was off and running. And I love the fact that the app gives you the percentage of your battery life, which was super handy. And you can adjust the levels. And if you actually take your photograph on your phone through the app rather than, so you can use the app two ways. One, just to control the lights. And if you have multiple lights, you can uh, control all of them through there. So you can adjust the brightness for if you have multiple Loom Cubes, which is uh, pretty handy. And if you're doing it with your mobile, you can actually take your photo through the app and then it will, it will flash the light, and you so which is kind of cool. There you go. Yeah, that is cool. I I again didn't use the flash or the I use the app because the app is amazing, but I never took a picture on my phone through the app. Um, but the app itself, just the battery function alone, that it just says your percentage, that I found super helpful because I tend to just like leave it on as I'm setting things up or or whatever, and just to see how how I was doing battery wise was was really helpful. Uh, Sunny, how about you? What was your first impression once you actually started playing with it? Oh yeah, it was a, a wonderful experience. Uh, like Shelly, uh, I enjoy using the uh, app itself. We used to always matter with the lights when you play, uh, place them very close to the scene. And then if you had to go switch it on and switch it off, the chances of toppling stuff is very high. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and I hate that because uh, especially an elaborate setup, and uh, so now you can just sit behind the camera, adjust the light <laughs> comfortably, <laughs> and then uh, just fire away and then you get a chance to experiment with different settings without risking topping up your setup. I had uh, actually much success with the shots because uh, I guess partly because uh, my setup are quite straightforward, but I'm looking forward to creating a more elaborate setup uh, provided I get more loom cues. <laughs> <laughs> And the other thing, the other thing was that uh, when when I received the uh, the package, uh, the first reaction was, "Oh no, it's, there's only one." Then they, <laughs> then and then you have to start getting creative with your shots because you you end up with with one. And uh, I don't think I should be using the competitor's lights to complement <laughs> this review. So I had to use uh, my Photoshop skill a bit to uh, get away with the images that I wanted to execute, yeah. But limitations are good, Sunny, because you got super creative with that one light. The the shot yeah. that you did of the little guy, like he's on the moon, and with the super, yeah, that was just so mm-hmm. beautiful. Thanks. 
Yeah, and I love your shot too, where you you said that you 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 took like three different shots with the light in three yes. places and composited those together. I that wouldn't have occurred to me. I would have just gone, ah, oh, dang, I can't do this one, and moved on. But uh, the fact that you like figured it out was really cool. Yeah, and uh, I'm glad they mentioned about the bunting and the snow because uh, what I used to do to shape the lights were like I have this mouse pad or fold round the cube itself and try to shape it. So and then uh, that should be useful in the future, yeah, with the bundle and all that, yeah, that will be useful accessory. Yeah, absolutely. What about you, Brett? Yeah, exactly the same. I mean, I was got it out of the box and turned it on and then got the app, downloaded the app and it all connected up. The app's super cool, like pretty much for every reason that everyone said, like the fact that you don't have to be moving over your camera and back to your setup to adjust lighting and you can find out the percentage, you can turn the thing on and off. So like if you if you want to be conserving the power, you can be turning it off from your phone. The fact that, you know, when you, when you turn the thing on manually with the little button on top and it, it bumps up 10% uh, from 10% up to all the way up to 100 and then off and then and back around again the fact that you can slide that control from the app so you've got from zero through to 90 or 100 so be you know if, if 90 or 80 or 70 isn't exactly what you want you can slide that down to 74 percent if that's exactly what you need so that was really cool um and then of course playing around just playing around so the first night that i had it i actually just set it up on a little tripod and just turned the thing on and just started flicking on all the different filters on top so all the different diffusers and gels and stuff just to see what it would produce yeah yeah so, what's yeah, this one do was, <laughs> yeah exactly God, that's so organized why did i think of that damn well you know like for example how many i think i haven't got them all with me here but like there was three or four like warming gels and you sort of i held them up and look through them and I'm like, what's the difference? Like, seriously, do we really need four of these? But then when you put them on and then you go, and then it took me, I don't know, after playing around maybe 10 minutes to go, oh, dude, these stack. Like, <laughs> and then, yeah. And then once you realize that you can start stacking them on top of each other, like the possibilities are pretty amazing. And I actually, so then the next night I actually took it out at sunset and started and sat in a I'm gonna sound like a bit of a geek here, but I sat sat in the shade with but I could put my hand out and catch golden hour in my hand and then was playing around with the warming gels and the diffusers and could pretty much replicate golden hour in oh, the nice. shade. So yeah, I was amazed amazed at like the possibilities that this little thing opens up yeah i love all those little filters especially it comes with those color filters which i thought was cool to just uh add a little bit of color to a scene or something like that shelly i love that you did that with your mermaid one with under the water with the blue light was really cool um but yeah i saw those warming gels and i the first time i saw them i was like oh just a pack of four orange colors that's kind of weird. <laughs> I didn't understand the, the their purpose until I actually started playing around with it and looked at the instructions. You know? I, I had read some reviews online that said that the light was too powerful, which I thought was kind of crazy because once you start stacking the filters and you're doing several of them and then you put a, uh, the diffuser on, you're going to need that extra power. Yeah. So I'm glad that we, because when I was photographing the shots that I did, they almost, I don't think any of them went over 50%, but if I was going to put like two or three filters on there, I would want to be able to go up to 80 or 100 just yeah. to compensate for them. So I'm glad that there was, there's more power than I needed in the light. Yeah, I was shocked at how bright the lights are. They're brighter than the video studio lights I have in here. And just the, the, the fact that you can adjust them, I found super nice because it's like, oh, I can shoot at the shutter speed and depth of field that I want to without having to sacrifice the light because I just make my light brighter or, or dimmer, you know, whatever I needed to do. So just the, the versatility there of being able to change the the brightness of it was super helpful. I would did agree. You, did any of you guys have uh, issues with the bulk diffuser falling off easily? Uh, I, I always had problems letting it stick on it. Do you guys have any problem? I found underwater that the once the water got in there, that the connection wasn't as secure as it was above water. So that hmm. was the only thing that I, my problem I had. I almost lost my blue one outdoors. 
So, yes. Yeah, I found that the, the my bulbs didn't stick quite as well as just the normal little flat filters did. Right. Did you have, did you have them on the right way, James? Probably not, now that uh, Shelly has <laughs> educated me on this. <laughs> <laughs> they, go, they go on the front. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, work on that, James. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll, I'll do that. <laughs> I think we all learned something on this one. Yes. What are you guys' favorite shots that you took with the Loom Cube? Um, were they on the blog? Have you been saving them to post later? Sunny, let's start with you. What was your favorite one? Oh, obviously the speech one. The, actually, the idea, like I mentioned, came pretty quick. I actually did a quick mental scan of all the figures that I had that came with sunglasses. So that, that was my <laughs> jumping point. So I had to figure out which one had sunglasses to use. And also the figures is that, that figure is uh, pretty articulated and the expression is priceless, so uh, it's an obvious choice to use. Uh. And I, like, as I mentioned, it straight away tells the product and I get to shoot the toy photo at the same time. So I think it killed the world one stone. So that, that was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love that one. Brett, how about Thanks. you? Um, I, look, I don't think I have a favorite photo that I've taken. It's a bit like when you've got a new toy. Like I'm still learning what this thing's done. Um, I've got so many ideas in mind. Um, I've actually been pen and paper and sketching out ideas of what I want because every every time I've shot with this thing, I'm learning more things about what it can do and what it can't do. And everything that I learn, I'm like, oh man, that that'd be cool to do in that setting or you know with with this setup. So. If I had to pick out of the ones that I've taken and maybe the ones that are on the blog, the one photo that like replicated Golden Hour and that was taken on a crappy cloudy day at about 1 p.m. You know, so the fact that I could replicate like Golden Hour in that, in that environment uh, and at that time, that, that was probably my favourite because of the potential that this thing unlocked. That is a that is cool. It's it's the it's the potential. What, the favorite one I've taken so far would be the alien with the light behind her, but I haven't. Uh, I think it's only on the blog. I haven't posted it on social media. That would be the one that's the the fully realized idea. But the underwater one, super excited by the possibilities there, and I haven't even begun to explore. And that photo is actually still has some room for improvement. But I I just. I spent a bunch of time at the San Francisco Museum of Modern Art and walked away like super inspired. And I ordered up a couple more lights because I've got this whole series that I want to maybe explore that involves more lighting. So cool. I guess the thing is this light unlocked a lot of possibilities and that's exciting. It is. I found just a bunch of doors open just because of its size. You know, I was able to really hide the light in some of my shots. Like I took that X-Wing photo and, and that I was able to just put right underneath. I had my little X-Wing up on a wire and I just put it right underneath and it did exactly what I wanted. Um, up until now, if I've wanted color or something in my shots, I just kind of hold up my phone and I've got like a color screen app and it's just, it's just <laughs> never bright enough, you know, and it's always frustrating. I have to hold my phone and the camera at the same time. So just the fact that I could turn this thing on and add a color filter and hide it somewhere in my shot to get the effect I wanted was really, really cool. So now I'm thinking like, oh, I could use it with this toy or use it with this and hide it here or put it under a rock or whatever the case may be. Your X-Wing shot was amazing. In fact, oh, thank you. when I when you loaded up your part of the review on the blog, I just looked at it and I'm like, ah, James did such a good job. <laughs> And he made the rest of us look like we we're a bunch of bunch of bums. Once again, <laughs> well done. That, really. that was Thank you. Too, yes, yeah. that was very well done. Yeah, that was my favorite. Yeah. Shelly, did you just say that you've bought more lights, more cubes? <laughs> no, no, no. If, if this is if this is a uh, a like a confessional, um, yeah, I, I've done the same. <laughs> oh, good. I'm not <laughs> like, the only one. Yeah, I've bought more cubes and more cages because, as I said, I regret not buying them the first time I saw them. But now that I know what I do, what they do, and I now have a need for more than one. So, yeah, I've done the same. Yeah, I, I, I've got two more coming with cages because I can totally see in a studio. 
with winter coming on, it just feels like I have more possibilities in the studio. That was going to be one of my follow-up questions was, you know, do you guys see this becoming a staple now in your in your camera bag or your studio? And it sounds like it's a yes for the two of you. Sonny, uh, <laughs> how about how about you? Are you going to stick with Loomcube and buy some more? Probably the accessories, yes. Uh, and uh, I managed to track down the, the store that sells this uh, here locally. So it's one of the more popular stores that sells this. So yeah, I'll probably be getting maybe one more, uh, but definitely the accessories. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to need that bundle and uh, do away with my mouse pad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, make it a little easier on yourself. <laughs> yeah, well, we give you we give you five stars for ingenuity, though. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I see this becoming a staple for me as well. I just, I fell in love with this thing and it's pretty much replaced the two big bulky lights I was using before. And just l luckily this, the space I'm in where I take my photos, I've got a lot of good natural light that comes in. And so I could kind of use the loom cube to just add another key light or accent light or something like that and just kind of round out my setup. Um, but I definitely see myself picking up a couple more and definitely the accessories when those become available. I mean, they're not cheap. I mean, let's be face it. Let's, they're, they're, not, they're not the cheapest option out there. But what I liked about it is there, it's just a really elegant solution to a difficult problem. And then if you use flash, they can work as flat as a, as a slave unit. I mean, there's all sorts of um, expandability. They're super portable. And when you, if you have them, especially when we get the barn doors and stuff, it's like this having this little miniature lighting setup. And it's, I don't know, it's really appealing. I like it. I, I think it's hilarious that they didn't consider the toy photography community at all. I mean, Trevor admitted that he didn't know toy photography was a thing until, you know, he got in touch with Sergeant Bananas and all that stuff. So the fact that they accidentally designed the perfect light for toy photography is, is really funny to me. Well, it's toy photography is just macro photography. So it's just a really elegant solution to macro photography, or at least what we do anyway. But yeah, nobody knows we exist, James. Come on, face it. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Uh, slowly but surely, I think we're getting a little more mainstream at least. Or maybe I'm just noticing toy photography more because I'm looking for it. I don't know. Yeah, true. But in, in terms of... Um, these, you know, these little cubes and the, and the filters, etc., becoming a staple. Like the fact that they take up no room. Like you know, to throw two cubes and two cages and a handful of filters into your camera bag and head out. Like even if you don't need them, it's not like you're lugging around all this gear. Mm -hmm. So yeah, they that's they do need they they do need some little tripods though. I mean, once you have three cubes. Or even two yeah. cubes and a couple lights, you know, tripods with them. I mean, it, it, it's they're not they're not that small, but it's it's certainly better than the options. Yeah. Oh yeah. What we need to do now is send this podcast and our review and all the Loom Cube stuff to Joby, so they can then get in touch with us and send us some tripods to play around with <laughs> to round out this project. <laughs> so, well, actually, I actually went and bought like a couple of little tripods to go with as well i i don't know i think we should go to, to uh lens baby and we all get macro lenses now Ooh, that would be go. fun yeah, yeah, I like that. yeah if any of you guys are listening uh toyphotographers.com is, is our website please send yeah. us stuff we, we love to play with new yeah. toys so yeah just to, and, the, and the contact form because apparently it works so. right yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, did we cover all our bases, James? I think so. We've gone through all my questions. I just wanted to ask if you guys had anything else you wanted to add. I just want to say, you know, I'm super appreciative of you guys for, for thinking of me and including me in this project. It was really fun to be part of it. And thank you to, to LoomCube for all that they're doing to shed some light uh, on the toy photography community a little <laughs> bit and, and give us some love with the contest. I think that's really cool. Yeah, you got to give LoomCube some credit here for recognizing an opportunity when it came their way and they've been super generous with uh doling out some some little things for us to play with and have and and really running this contest i mean what other company has run a contest specifically for toy photographers does right. anyone know one i don't think wow. so i think of things like you know like hasbro toy pick or something like that when something like comic-con is coming up or something i know that hasbro's done some stuff like that before but 
that that to me seems a little more self-serving for themselves like hey we want to sell more of our toys and there are people taking photos for us so we might as well use them whereas loom cube was like hey there's this cool community out there let's let's give them some stuff and see what they do with it i think that at least it feels like that on the outside that they're being a little bit more um gracious about it and a little more uh excited and and just want to see what we will do with it so right and it, I, yeah, yeah. I think so it feels like they're, it's coming from a good place and and not forget big bad boy big bad toy company for donating the gift cards to go with it so yeah that's kind of cool yeah, yeah. And, and i think and, and look i i think the fact that they've actually reached out to toy photographers or toy photography communities to be involved in this shows that they're not just trying to jump on a bandwagon purely to make sales i mean sales are important to them obviously but but to me it feels like they're genuinely interested in this area as well yeah i get that i got that just from my conversation with trevor um and just how cool he was about coming on to the show and it was kind of last minute when i finally got the chance to reach out to him and he was just like yeah i've got time today let's do it you know and he was really really nice and and welcoming and and willing to talk to me and just chat for a while and i th- i thought that was really cool and not something that every brand would have done i think yeah so thanks lube cube yeah sunny do you have anything yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to add before we sign off here oh i think you missed out maybe the advice bit on the lighting for toy photography uh, the last question. So I think I like to add that because uh, some some of the posts I see people don't pay too much attention to lighting sometimes. So uh, I think that's pretty important. In fact, I think that's the first thing I would consider even before I start shooting where the light is and how the light situation should be like just to set up the whole mood. So I think that's very important. So people should do take note of uh, lighting issues. So with this cube, we should solve quite a fair bit of the problems. Well, what, what is the, what's the number one problem that you see when you see people's toy photography, when you see lighting that's a little funky? What's what's well, the number one mistake people make? I think some of it, some of them look pretty flat, you know, where they just use, you know, pretty flat lighting. Without, I think for me, it's like I, I always try to reach for a more cinematic look. So I always try to play with the lights and uh, to get the right shadows and highlights so uh, people should pay more attention to that as opposed to getting a flat shots and also not filling in the lights especially when they do a backlit shot you know so things like that yeah so minor details but you should light up the especially when you set up a scene with the light coming from the rear I think a lot of people tend to forget to reflect back the light to the face mm-hmm. uh, like the shot that you did Shelly that's that's something that always bothers me so uh, <laughs> I just don't know why but I can't see the face so can you please light it up just a bit more yeah get a bounce <laughs> card in there or something yeah. well right. hopefully hopefully with the cool contest that Loom Cube people are at least thinking about lighting more than they might have in the past because of this contest that Loom Cube are running yeah I, I hope so but it feels like sometimes people when they think about cool lighting they, they're, they're thinking about really extreme lighting or really intense lighting or like super deep shadows when sometimes what like Sunny is saying what you really need is you just need that figure to pop a little bit to separate from the background to some some proper highlights fill in a shadow sometimes good lighting maybe isn't the first thing lighting shouldn't be the first thing you see it should be the story and maybe you appreciate how the lighting tells the story but it shouldn't overshadow the story. Does that make sense, Sunny? Yes, yes. It, it sets up the whole mood and atmosphere of the shot, you know. It should be part of the story, yeah, on top of the, you know, the composition and the posing, yeah. Yeah, it's just an integral piece of the whole composition yeah. and the whole photograph. And I think people probably, maybe because there are just so many options out there and lighting is one of those things that, I feel like you kind of have to really think about and understand in order to properly light things or or be able to control the light however you may want to do it. Um, I think maybe just because there are so many variables and options out there, maybe it is intimidating for people and they don't, they're just like, oh, I don't think about that because I've, I've got my toys I got to figure out, I got my camera I got to figure out, I got to figure out the depth of field, all this other stuff. And lighting is, at least I've noticed lighting just becomes like an afterthought for some people like, well, the sun's out, so it's... Yeah, it's well lit. Let's go. So. <laughs> uh, but I, I, what I do is uh, sometimes with a concept in mind, uh, then maybe I might not know how to light it. So I'll just go to YouTube and then uh, you just 
search around, you know, get some ideas on how to light up that particular scene. Uh, I mean, it may be in a, the, the, the video might be a, a shot on a larger set, but all we just need to do is just scale down the thing to our level. And it's almost the same thing. So, uh, so that's one way to pick up some tips and also maybe observing how other people do their shots, you know, that kind of stuff. We're learning from others. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I do. I just cruise Instagram and look at other people's photos. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's nice that a lot of people are really open with how they're doing it and will show behind the scenes. I know, Sunny, I really appreciate your behind the, your behind the scenes shots because then I'm like, oh, light bulbs going off. That's how he does it. That's a cool trick. I, I joined a group uh, on Facebook where everyone is forced to show the behind the scene. So if you mm. don't show it, Posts get thrown out, so, so, <laughs> so it's a good platform to, to learn from others and also to share with others, yeah. That's a great group. I want to be in that group. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> Send us all an invite. <laughs> okay, sure, sure, I will, yes. <laughs> Thank you guys for, for taking time on a Friday night to do this podcast and, and talk about LoomCube and talk about lighting and share your tips and behind the scenes and, and all that stuff kind of stuff i love doing these roundtable podcasts i hope people enjoy listening to them because i really enjoy doing them um and i'm hoping to to keep this trend going so thank you guys for for being here and taking the time and, and doing this with me this was really fun thanks for having us james yeah, yeah always. thanks james thanks thanks yeah, yeah. enjoyed it thanks <laughs> and then um <laughs> for people that maybe are first-time listeners or whatever the case may be uh let's go around and say where people can find us um you can find our blog toyphotographers.com uh, that's where you'll find all of our articles, photography, links to the podcast, all of that stuff. And then on social media, uh, Sunny, starting with you, where can people find you? Uh, my ID is ZigZagZoom. That's Z-E-K-E-Z-A-C-H-Z-O-O-M. ZigZagZoom, yeah. Do you I... want the origin story? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah let's do it. Because <laughs> it's a great username, yeah. <laughs> I named it after my kids because my second son is called Zig and my first son is called Zach. When we they were little, I imagine they will run away, right? Zoom, right? So Zig Zag Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great, great origin story, Sonny. Yeah. I'm Thank just you. Shelley Corbett Photography on pretty much most social media. You can find me anywhere. Uh, Brett underscore Wilson on uh, Instagram and I can't even remember what my G plus handle is yeah just search for our names and you'll find us <laughs> yeah you'll find me i'm somewhere on there yeah you guys can find me at the real james 23 on instagram and i'm james garcia something on on g plus i think i've got a toy photo as, as my photo so you'll, you'll be able to find me but yeah thank you guys again for taking the time this was this was a lot of fun and thank you to everybody who listened please if you haven't had a chance yet go listen to my interview with trevor he gives a little bit more info about the contest how you can enter the contest what they're looking for judging criteria wise and we just had a fun chat about the history of loom cube uh how the toy photography community has embraced the loom cube and all that stuff it's a it was a really cool conversation so go listen to that if you haven't and check out our written review of the loom cube on the blog toyphotographers.com thank you so much for listening you can find new episodes of this podcast and daily articles on creativity and toy photography on our website toyphotographers.com you can also subscribe to the show on itunes stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts we also ask that you please leave us a five-star review that'll help spread the word about the show and help us get noticed you can find us on Facebook at Toy Photographers and on Instagram at underscore Toy Photographers underscore. Music for this week's episode is courtesy of freemusicarchive.org. And finally, you can reach out to us with comments, concerns, recommendations, etc. at toyphotographypod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. I'll see you guys next time. <laughs>